0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, fam. We are so excited for today's episode. This will be such a fun conversation. We are just sharing six things that we do in our lives that we have found to bring us so much life and health. These are habits or actions that we have chosen to make a consistent part of our days because of the impact it leaves on us, our families, and our businesses. So if you are wanting something new to bring even more peace, joy, and health into your life, this episode. is for you. If you find yourself easily stressed out, anxious, fearful, or slipping into negative thoughts, these are some things that we do to combat all of those day to day. So let's get started. Ever stop your scroll on Instagram and wonder how the heck photographers snagged those wildly candid moments of their clients? You know, the kind of photographs that make you just sit in awe of how stunning they are and the emotions that you feel from them? We have felt that too. And when we first started out as photographers, our number one goal was to make sure our clients were comfortable and feeling like their true authentic selves. And one of the easiest ways we were able to achieve that was through creative posing prompts. Because here's the truth. If you
1: want to achieve those effortlessly candid, playful, and intimate photos you have to create an environment that allows your couples to feel comfortable to do so. And we're spilling all the tea with some of our favorite directions and prompts in our free photography posing guide. Visit theheartuniversity.com forward slash candid to get your hands on this incredible freebie. Prepare to have your clients rave about how much fun they had with you on their session.
0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the heart university if you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life this podcast is for you each week evie and lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life so if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your god-given potential you're in the right place you're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest then buckle up because here are your hosts evie and lindsay
1: All right. I am excited for this episode. Um, But before we get into it, I just want to give a disclaimer. Some of these, when we say them, you're going to be like, duh like, duh. (laughs) They might seem obvious, but I will say the actual implementation of some of these things like is a discipline. It is hard and it can be a learning curve to stay consistent. Um, Mm -hmm. And we obviously have had consistent times with them and sometimes not depending on the season. Um, We're all human. But with each point, we've either put what we do or some suggestions of other ways that they can be implemented. And uh, like I said, we're far from perfect, but we strive daily to prioritize these six things. And we've they've just benefited our life a frick ton. So Mm -hmm. gotta say that before we dive in.
0: (laughs) All right, now let's do it. Let's dive in. Number one, this is the number one, (laughs) is putting Jesus first. And this is absolutely life-changing. Like, absolutely. I could like cry right now. It's so life-changing. The time with him, every morning before anything else. And I want to say there is no like like, uh, shame if you are in a season of not doing that consistently. There is no shame for the seasons when we all fall apart a little bit and forget to prioritize it. I have been there. I am sure I will be there again. But as much as possible, Lindsay and I both try to spend time with the Lord every morning before anything else, reading our Bibles, in prayer, in conversation with the Lord.
1: Mhm. I will say I was like very consistent with this at the beginning of the year mainly cuz we started January 1st with doing a prayer challenge and we were I was like on it literally up until birth and then newborn life hit and we were up like multiple times a night and so that did not happen cuz I was mm-hmm. sleeping when I could but um that's obviously a season but what that kind of looks like when we say put Jesus first is I'll just kind of give a picture of what my morning routine kind of looks like, specifically with this, not the whole morning routine, but specifically this is I will wake up and I will first read uh, like either, I can't remember, I think three chapters from the Bible. It, It also isn't like that like legalistic it's it's not like oh i have to read 3 chapters every single morning but based on the reading plan that i'm usually following it is 3 chapters so i'll i'll do that and then i will spend time with jesus just praying and just sitting in his presence um and then usually i'll either write down my prayers or or just kind of like be quiet and listen and you know talk to jesus um but i usually love journaling my prayers as well i started doing that when we were doing our prayer challenge and i loved it i didn't mm-hmm. actually do a journal before that um i would just like talk to jesus and and read my Bible, but I love kind of using a journal to communicate that way. Um, and also tracking prayers. I think that's so powerful and so amazing for kind of seeing progress in prayer. Um, and like writing down wins. Wins, that's such a business way to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> writing down praises or like when when he answers Answer a prayer. prayer. <laughs> uh, it is a win though. It is, it is a win. It is. <laughs> that's just funny that I said it that way. But it's so cool to like write down even the small things that he's done. Because I think when you look back on a prayer journal like that, you can see just the things that you might forget because they were small of what Jesus did for you day in and day out. Um, and even just the, the things that I was praying for, even in January, I'm like, lols. Like just like how life moves and just like mm-hmm. what he does in our lives and how things that I were praying was praying for in January are already coming to fruition in so many different ways now that it's so cool to just, sorry, I just went off on a tangent on prayer journaling, but that, <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. That just like, for me, it gives an example of kind of like what, mm-hmm. uh, my morning routine with Jesus looks like. Oh, and then I will say when I end that, if I have time, cause I do this all before our girls get up. Um, if I have time, I will read a chapter of a, Christian nonfiction book, um, because I usually like to do that, but I also like to prioritize the Bible before that.
0: Yes. A few other things you can do, you know, if you're in a busy season or just to continue to implement the Lord into your day-to-day is have prayer throughout your day-to-day. Just talk to the Lord, leave white space where you can just converse with Him, whether that's on a drive or doing chores, as well as listening to like worship and having, you know, at home worship time or worship sessions. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that I will intentionally put on worship on long car rides or even just like, I'm just feeling a little down and I'll like spend time in the word. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I need to blast some worship in my house. And I'll be like alone, just like running around the house, like dancing and like just screaming worship at the top of my lungs. Like there is something so beautiful in just like that vulnerable, like space with the Lord in The secret place in worship Mm -hmm. outside of even, you know, the corporate worship, which that's something else beautiful too, is really investing in your church community, being consistent with, you know, going to church, um, learning and receiving with a like-minded community and like corporately fellowshipping and worshiping the Lord together. So those are our thoughts on, that's number one, that is number one in our life. And if you do nothing else from anything that we do on this list, I would encourage, you know, begin to implement that, even if it's, 10 minutes at the beginning of a morning that you read part of a Psalms or a Proverbs or something and you spend five minutes just talking to the Lord about your day and inviting him into it, like it will make such a difference.
1: Mm, Yes. All right. Number two, work out or move your body in some capacity every single day.
0: I mm-hmm. said, move your body
1: in some capacity. Cause I, you can't, I don't want to say work out every single day. That's aggressive. But if you just <laughs> frame it, like you're moving your body in some capacity every single day, um, like with intention to get your heart rate up in some capacity, that's what I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. that is so, so healthy. Um, and recent, like I'm in a season of postpartum. Oh, well, I have been. So I was not doing that. Um, and I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest Nancy here. That, that made no <laughs> sense, but whatever, honest, uh, What's that girl name that starts with, like, an H, but in the same... Never mind. Okay. I was going to, like, make an alliteration, but that... I mean, you could just say Honest
0: Hannah, but it's a little different. No, but see what
1: I'm saying? Like, Honest, you don't pronounce the H. I'm getting off on it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Before we had... Joe this last few months like I had not been regular at working out like I would move my body maybe sometimes um but like full transparency full honesty was not was not and uh, a couple weeks ago I got the clearance after like you know 6 weeks postpartum with Joe um to you know do things again um <laughs> and that's you, you, everyone knows what that means. Okay, anyways, um, basically you get the okay to work out. You can go in the ocean, you can go in the pool, like all the things, right? You can you get the okay to do... Uh, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm. <laughs> this what, the,
0: episode, what is the point?
1: <laughs> Y'all, go with me. I'm trying to say work out every day and I've been trying to work out every day since then. I could have just said that at the beginning. Wow, okay. Yes. You've been doing good with it though. So a few, a few ideas of things you can do
0: (laughs) (laughs) is morning and evening walks by yourself or with your spouse, with your family, with a friend, with a neighbor, um, doing bike rides, doing short workouts at home, like whether it's free YouTube workouts or we both use the sweat app that we absolutely love getting into swimming. If you have, you know, a, a indoor pool or even outdoor pool, even swimming in the ocean. Landon does that a lot. Anyways, swimming is a great exercise. Lifting weights at home or in the gym, walking on a treadmill in your office while working is another way. Basically, just having time to move your body every day is life-changing. And setting aside that time and making sure you're staying active. And for me, getting outside every day as well is absolutely huge. So Mm -hmm. highly, highly recommend. I will say, guys, when... I don't know when this airs,
1: I think August, no, July, no, I don't know. Whenever you're listening to this, (laughs) this summer, whenever you're listening to this, when we're recording this, uh, me me and Andrew have started doing a thing called 75 Hard, and you might have heard of that, it's an internet thing, or it's on the internet, regardless. Basically, it's for 75 days, you drink a gallon of water, you read 10 pages of a book, although we're trying to make it nonfiction, specifically for me. Andrew's like, you need to nonfiction your life because you're a fiction psycho. Um, (laughs) So 10 pages of a fiction book. uh, What else is it? Uh, Eating like a diet of your choice or like just like eating intentionally, no alcohol and then working out twice a day. And I was okay with literally all of those until it got to the workout twice a freaking day. I was like, that is unhinged. That is unhinged for 75 days in a row. If you look on the calendar for 75 days, that is so many months. Holy. So I was like, what does that mean? And so then we looked at it and we were like, okay, no, working out does not have to mean, so this is like to my point or to this point, like when I say workout, it does not have to mean like an aggressive, like what's a what's a program that like is aggressive like crossfit yes thank you it does not have to be like an aggressive crossfit every single day of your life especially for me in the season with postpartum um so we've just been intentional like to try to make like one of oh also one of the workouts for 75 hard has to be outside um which helps you know get sun and all the things (laughs) um but so we've been how i've been trying to do that because i'm like postpartum with three children um but the reason i say when does this episode come out because if it comes out I want y'all to text me. You can't text me. DM me. Um, <laughs> I am on hinge today. It's hot mess. <laughs> I want you to I want you to DM me and and ask me if we're doing it or if we did it. Okay? That's the whole point of this basically also what I was saying. I am literally a hot mess. I hope you love this. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we've we been taking a morning walk with the kids in the afternoon or like evening after work is done. And then I've been doing a workout before. <laughs> I don't need to go on a deep dive into my <laughs> personal. <laughs> I'm literally crying <laughs> and I still can't get it together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All
0: right, that's the workout point. It's number 2. <laughs> All right, moving on to number 3. Limit screen time. So this one's really really big for both of us. Uh this is this is dramatic, but uh these are some things that we do. We do not have a TV in either of our homes. Um, we both, I think, I don't know if you guys still do this, but Lane and I still like, like we'll watch like a movie or some shows or something on our laptop. But we just find that not having a TV, especially in like the center of like living spaces or in our room, especially really like limits that pull. Yep. Um, and no limits sense. the opportunity. So, like, not saying, like, you can never watch TV. It's just we have chosen... I also hate visually the eyesore of TVs. If I, well, ever, get TV, yeah, I, say, if I
1: ever get a TV... the Samsung frame. The yeah.
0: <laughs> If I ever get a TV, it will be a frame TV. But, yeah. Anyway, so there's my reasons. I've wanted...
1: Uh, same. Everything that Evie said. Same. I've almost wanted a TV just so I could have the frame, which is like stupid. Like when a product <laughs> makes you makes you want to bend your values just because you like it so much. Like, dang, yeah, wow, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, same. Especially with kiddos, I I love having no TV in the house because it's not even a temptation or a consideration to like, oh, just let like YouTube kids come on. Which, Lord Almighty, there's things on there that I've heard. But anyways, yep. But like. <laughs> I just, I love having no TV in the house for kid reasons, but also same as Evie. Like if we wanted to watch a movie, we just do it on our laptops, which I know some people hate that. Like our friend Chelsea, she's like, absolutely not. I kid. I like, I associate my laptop with work. And so I can't like relax when I'm doing that. Oh, so, that's interesting. They have the frame though, so. I know they do. <laughs> <laughs> and we all ironically end up going over to their house to watch t- shows together. So. Well, that's <laughs> the only other reason I would want a TV is like, to host parties or, like, to yeah. do a Super Bowl party or to do, like, a fun, like, oh, watch this together. But I'll just yeah. go to their house for that. That's fine.
0: Well, we'll see. Landon's open to getting a uh, frame TV for, like, sports and other purposes. And I'm, like, Perfect. realistically. Even more,
1: even more reason for me not to get it. There you go. We'll
0: we'll cover it if we ever get a TV. It's a
1: conversation. Anyways, well, that was only the first point of this limited <laughs> screen time. So the next point is... Uh, Put your phone in another room while you're sleeping and get an old-fashioned alarm clock. Um, I'm going to be honest right now, truthfully, right now, I do not do this. Uh, But I do most of this, like the TV thing. Um, So I'm speaking to myself right now. I need to get an old-fashioned alarm clock. And when I say old-fashioned, like it could still be digital. It doesn't have to be like a (laughs) freaking... I don't know. Um, An basically, the point is if it's by your bedside table, what do you do when you first wake up and when you first go to, or when you like go to bed, you yeah. grab it and you're on it. And, uh, I've just, I've been trying to be intentional about not being on my phone during the days, but that's another step that you can take is not putting it in your room. Um, mm-hmm. either put it in your closet, put it in your bathroom, put it in the kitchen or something else where it's not physically the first thing that you grab
0: first thing in the morning. Yep. Well, with that limiting screen time on your phone specifically set screen time limits within your actual, you know, phone. I do do that settings. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And if you find that, like what I found was, I know we we have episodes on like limiting screen time and and boundaries and social media and stuff like that, that kind of go into this, but I found that it depended on the situation this season, like if I had the passcode that I didn't know that only Landon knew, that was helpful in keeping me out of apps. But for some of us, we can't do that. Like before I was married, I literally couldn't have an unknown passcode onto my phone because I was like, if I actually need to do something for work, I won't know how to get in here. Yeah. Anyways, in which case, there are external apps like the app Opal is also amazing for actually limiting your time and not just being so easy to click like 15 more minutes or one more hour mm-hmm. or whatever. So external apps also like app blocking... Uh, apps and different things like do not be afraid to download those. I have yet to try Opal, but it is on my list that I need to download it. Our good friend Nate Chansky recommended that and has raved about it. So I want to try it. The last thing I'll say with limiting
1: screen time is something that helps both of us not watch TV or or go on our screens as much is being readers and really valuing reading. Um, Like I literally cannot tell you the last time that I actually watched a TV show like unless it was like for like friend hangout or something like that.
0: Like Um, where we watch HGTV and house flipping shows.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 literally. But like by myself, like in the evenings, I will always go to a book versus a TV or which Mm -hmm. also then helps, you know, your eyes and like not being on screens all the time. So that's also something is, uh, we have an episode, I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but like how to be a better reader or how to read Mm -hmm. better if you want to. Um, We did that earlier this year. So check that out. Yes. All right, entrepreneurs, let's face it. You're in a pickle. You're not attracting your ideal clients because your brand visuals are just meh at best. And you're not showing up as the professional ready to make their life 500 times better. Do you honestly feel like your website just sucks? Like your branding feels like you created it in Microsoft's Paint? Anyone else remember Microsoft's Paint? Is that just me? <laughs> okay. And your your client experience just overall feels like it's seriously lacking. And you just need a change right now. But let's be honest, you're not ready to drop 8K on a custom web and brand design. Well, don't worry. That's where we come in. Introducing the
0: solution to all of your website struggles, the Heart Shop website templates. Now we spent hours designing these customizable, professional, and conversion intense website templates with our incredible designer, Sarah Crook of Elizabeth Designs. They are so incredibly easy to use and customize with ShowIt's user-friendly interface. Yes, by the way, you can easily learn how to work with ShowIt even if you've never touched a website or any design platform before and you can change literally anything you want. No more being limited to squares on your website. It's a drag and drop system that is freaking easy and looks incredible. Oh, oh, you want more information? Cool, I got you. The templates come already SEO optimized with copy prompts from Lindsay and I included. Yeah. You don't just get nonsensical filler text. You get bomb education and prompts from Lindsay and I to help you wow your potential clients and crush your website copy. And we designed a variety of these in different styles so you can find the closest match and then tweak it to make it fully your own. If you're ready to save
1: thousands of dollars and hours upon hours upon hours of your time and get clients flooding through your website you need to check these out. So grab yours at theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you've barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help.
0: Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself,
1: read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses.
0: All right. Number four, eat healthy. This one is a big one. I'm very passionate about this. And I know this will probably seem so frustrating because you're like, oh my gosh, that has been a like a tale as old as time, like eat healthy. Like what the heck? I cannot tell you from personal experience. I have been, I think I've talked about this a lot, but I have been on a journey of healing and balancing my hormones for the last like two, three years. I used to be a horrible consistent eater. Like I would eat healthy when I did, but I would literally like eat one meal a day and i i've always eaten breakfast i am a big breakfast girl so i would always eat breakfast but then i would forget to make lunch while i was busy and working i was so focused and then dinner time would come around and i didn't have anything prepared i didn't really have groceries like i was too exhausted after working so i would skip dinner i would just eat like you know a snack or something like that and go to bed oh my gosh I did not realize how life changing it is, truly, like the difference, the night and day difference when I eat three square meals a day and when I have, you know, snacks sometimes between those meals, like healthy snacks. It has not only completely revolutionized my hormones and healed like acne and my energy levels are so much higher, my focus is clear, but that's literally the fuel. That you need to get through life, to think clearly, to work hard, to like, especially if you're working out every day, because that's a horrible thing I did for myself too, is I worked out every day and only ate one meal a day. Not good. Not good. It wasn't intentional. It just was like, it happened. Um, so I mean, then, I, I just, I don't meal prep. I have an
1: Andrew and he just... I
0: have an Andrew <laughs>
1: He just is the best cook on earth. And he, I, be, I feel like we were in a very similar season of like when we were like in the thick of business and just mm-hmm. like, when you get in the zone, you genuinely forget to eat. Yeah. Like I, so many times, like if Andrew didn't, and there's been times that like, he was like, you need to do it yourself. And then I just don't. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, but well, that's, getting better at that. That's one thing. If you don't have an Andrew that I have, I have learned is meal planning and meal prepping in advance makes it so much easier for me to be consistent with eating because I still, to this day, like right now, prime example, we are podcasting. We started at 9am. It is almost 5pm and we're still not done. And like I, if I didn't have meal prepped meals or like a menu plan for this week. I would not have been able to eat lunch today. I would not know what's going on for dinner. So meal prepping is so helpful for actually being consistent with eating. And it's also helpful for you to think in advance and get those healthy meals on the table. Mm-hmm. I'll add
1: to this is I am the n- notorious worst at drinking water um so back to my basket case explanation of the 75 hard where you have to drink a gallon of water a day uh, I've actually been doing that I, we, I was doing that before we started it because after giving birth to Joe like apparently people say water helps your breastfeeding I'm being sarcastic I'm not really apparently it does um, but um but I've been drinking so much water and I feel so much more like it I, I was just joking to Andrew and I told Evie this earlier, but like when you actually drink the amount of water that you should, you have to go to the bathroom like all the freaking time. And <laughs> maybe I just was living my life dehydrated. I was. You literally so like, were
0: hospitalized for not drinking enough. So yes, yes. no,
1: I have notorious <laughs> kidney stones. So like, it's a problem. Like I just don't drink enough water. And so uh, like, since we started drinking a lot of water, I was like, wow, every time you go to the store, you have to go to the bathroom. Every time you go to a restaurant, you got to go to the bathroom. And Andrew was like, That's called living life. And I'm like, wow, I don't like it.
0: (laughs) Well, it also, there is a learning curve when you start drinking a lot more where your bladder has to adjust.
1: Oh, I'm not there yet then. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Anyways, so one other, one final thing I want to say on eating healthy, ladies, women, I'm talking specifically to you right now. And I, I think I've talked about this on another podcast. I don't know. If you are not familiar with cycle syncing for women, look it up, like look into it. There are specific foods that we can do. We basically go through four cycles in our our female menstrual cycle each month, four phases that our hormones are going through that that's why you feel like really focused and like, you know, bad A and like energetic during a couple week weeks segment. And then the next one, you'll feel like so sleepy and introverted and like quiet, all internal hormones that are happening. You can eat, work, Work out, socialize all balancing, like and working with your natural female body and your cycle to basically take advantage, like biohack what's naturally going on within your body. To like, in it, it you're not working, you're working with your body, not against it. It is huge. I love it. I cycle sync my meals, my workouts, my work schedule. It is life changing. So, that was just one final tidbit. If you are very interested in like, biohacking, life hack, like working with your body, go look up Cycle Syncing. I highly recommend learning from Alyssa Vitti in her book, Woman Code, and then In the Flow is like kind of the Cycle Syncing next second book to that. Go read them all. That's, I'm done. My nerd zone is out. (laughs) Awesome.
1: All right, life hack number five, have intentional community and friendships in your life. That is one of the things that I cannot rave about enough when you have community especially like-minded community where you can just get with your gal pals or you know your families fellow families or whatever and just talk and relate and especially if they're in the same season of life as you there is nothing like that it will impact your life so much to have rich community uh like that and honestly like that is why we moved to florida like we didn't move to florida for the beach i mean the beach is great but like we moved here because there were people here that were living the life and and had very similar worldview as us and we wanted to intentionally um, move for that because i think when you're especially living in a community where like you're growing up with kids that are the same age or you have um, just gal pals that you can go over to their house and just like vent and and release frustrations and things like that or just like can ask for advice and and they can pour into you. Like there is nothing like that and it improves your mood so, 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 so much. So that is Mm -hmm. one thing that uh, cannot stress that enough.
0: Yeah. I think there's like a quote that says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and that is so accurate in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like you are so deeply impacted by your closest friends and your community that we are so, we both value this so, so much. It's why Lindsay moved to Florida. It's why Lane and I are moving to Florida. It's just like be intentional to cultivate those deep, rich and meaningful friendships. Those people who are going to call out the best in you, who are going to challenge you, who are going to run with you through life, who are going to be there to pray for you, to support you, to, you know, like, just open doors for you, have connections. Like those people are life changing. Do not also be afraid to step back from those that aren't life giving. If you feel God leading YouTube, I've had God mm-hmm. give me that direction with multiple friendships that I've ended up having to kind of like pull back from. Not like cut them out of my life, but I typically am like, you know what? I don't think we should be as close as this because I don't think this is like super healthy. And that is a hard step to take, but. It's life changing. It really, really is. So, um, if you feel like you're listening to this and you're like, I know that sounds amazing. Like, that kind of community sounds awesome, but I don't know how to get it. What would you say, Lindsay?
1: I mean, I moved across the country for it. So, I would say take action. <laughs> Not that you have to move across the country for it. Like, that, that doesn't always have to be the solution. That always. No- people can't always just do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say be intentional to try to seek it out and find it. Like go put yourself in a community where that's likely to happen at a church, mm-hmm. at like a, a book club or, or a workout group. Like go into your community and try to find similar like-minded people that share mm-hmm. the same values as you. And, you know, where you go might dictate that. Like, you know, the, the gym, the church, things like that, where mm-hmm. you will find people and then put in effort to actually go out of your way to say hi and to like open up a mm-hmm. conversation like that's how you make friends especially as an adult when you can't have just like i feel like high school or college as like a as a just a, a avenue of like oh you're here and so we're friends because we live in the same dorm like that's not how life works when you're an adult you have to actually mm-hmm. make more effort in that way so that's what i would say
0: i think also tagging on to that one big thing that i notice i can struggle with But also, I think a lot of adults can struggle with is actually making time for friend hangs and following up with people, showing up for people. Like, it's very easy to be like, oh man, I want really good friends, but I'm so busy and the free time that I do have, I feel just kind of introverted and like I don't have a ton of friends. Therefore, like, I don't want to go hang out with somebody that I don't really know. Like, that sounds exhausting after a long week. So I'm just going to stay home. That's not going to build that that friend group. There's nothing wrong with rest days. I don't want to like diss that. But also like if you are wanting that community of people that you can fully be yourself around, that you are like family with, like they're so close and comfortable, you have to go through like the effort of being like, hey, I would love to grab coffee with somebody that you just met at church or, you know, a girl that you ran into at the gym or the grocery store or whatever. And then actually set aside time. Don't just talk about it. I think a lot of adults do that. We'll be like, oh yeah, I want to hang out. And then... Then you'll text back and forth and like nothing happens. Like, no, set aside time. Be like, hey, I would love to hang out. I have this, these three dates for you. What would work for you? And then actually get it in the calendar, actually show up and then follow up. Be like, I would love, that was so much fun. I would love to hang out again. Like put in the effort. And then the last thing, which is, I think probably one of the biggest and most important is pray into this friend Mm. group. If you are needing and wanting friends and community that is really godly and really healthy, start praying into it. Like speak your desires to the Lord and like call those friends into your life.
1: Amen. Number six, the sixth life hack, final one, guys. There's probably more, but that's for today. We're doing it. uh, Is to take a Sabbath. If you are a believer, you've probably heard that word. You probably or you maybe know that it is a commandment of the Lord. It is one of the 10 <laughs> commandments is to keep the Sabbath or observe or the Sabbath or do, I can't remember the exact phrasing. Regardless, it is a commandment. And so often we forget about it. So often we ignore it. And we think that we're above the freaking Lord, I guess, in our productivity. God rested. <laughs> right, literally, like we need rest. It is commanded of us. And if like you cannot work, yourself to the bone and not mm-hmm. rest. Um, it will make you less productive if you try to do that. And I, I would say like, if you work, work more than 40 hours a week, you stop being productive and start wasting your time. Like there is scientific proof that like, if you just keep working like and ig- ignore, like basically working seven days a week, mm-hmm. you are spinning your wheels more than actually being productive. Um, and it it's just a beautiful reminder that God made our bodies to be this way. Like work is holy and amazing, but it's also bad when it's overdone, like yeah. like a like a racehorse. Um, and we need rest and refreshment and and just a breath of fresh air once a week. Like that is the mm-hmm. rhythm of life. That is how we are literally made. And when we actually do it, um, it's life changing. So wait, Evie, should you like? Can you clarify what Sabbath is for anybody that doesn't really know?
0: Yeah. So Sabbath looks differently for everyone, but for Lindsay and I and uh, several of our friends, we typically, it's no work. So it's like a principle called like pleasure stacking is, is what we kind of do where it's, it's like the, the things that bring us the most joy, the most rest, the most refreshment are what we tackle. So other tasks, and it's typically on Saturday. For us, um, especially if you are in any sort of ministry environment, even like going to church can sometimes take up, you know, half a day and then you actually don't get that much like just slow rest time or hours in your day to really like fill. I would real quick interject, yeah. even if you don't work in a
1: church, something that I found because I we started making Sunday or Sabbath mm-hmm. was... I like using Sunday as a as kind of like a preparation for the week ahead. Yes. And so like I found the the disconnect of wanting to rest, but also having that stress of like, oh wait, we need a family plan like our, what our week looks like and sit down. And I was like, well, that's not resting. <laughs> yeah. So then that, yeah, we moved it to Saturday.
0: It's very easy too on Sunday to like be looking forward to the week and to be like, okay, wait, I needed to do this. I need, like you're saying, like I... We're almost out of groceries. I need to meal plan. Um, I need to, you know, weekly plan. Like there's just there's a lot that happens. So Saturdays, um, which this was kind of mind blowing to me when I first heard about this, because growing up, I think in the evangelical church, it's like a Saturday Sabbath is only for like, isn't it like Jewish cultures that take Saturday Sabbaths that I think maybe that I was like, wait, I've grown up like Sunday is the Lord's day. Sunday is the Sabbath day. So it was very kind of world uh, worldview shifting for me to be like, wait, Saturday, that actually feels like, like, right. So anyways, we, huh. we do Saturdays are like, you don't pay bills. You like, you basically do no work. I mean, obviously there are some exceptions, like in, if you're shooting a wedding on Saturday, maybe you will take a Sabbath on Friday or maybe it is Sunday, maybe it's Monday, whatever. Um, But for the most part, we take from Friday evenings at like 5 p.m. until like Saturday night is like you do things that bring life and joy and refreshment to yourself, to your family. Um, And then Sundays can be another like semi-rest day, but also typically there's stuff going on. Like let's plan the week. Let's go to church. Let's get lunch with some friends. Um, So that's what a general Sabbath looks like. I have actually started this year taking my Fridays off as well. Um, because I'm trying to continue to hand off more and more to my teams and my employees and to continue working smarter, not harder with my time to work less, but get more done. Um, cause like Lindsay mentioned in the scientific studies, there's literally studies that show people are given, I forget the exact numbers, but people were given, you know, three hours to complete a task versus 30 hours to complete a task. The people did the exact same quality of work in the three hours that those with the 30 hours did. It just, if we're giving ourselves more and more time, we will take more and more time to work. If we are giving ourselves less and less, we will prioritize. We will be more productive. We'll be more focused. So anyways, I have started taking Fridays off, which means I take off three days a week now, but I started with one. And as you know, my businesses have grown and my teams have grown, I've been able to like scale that up. But that I'm say that to say I value rest so, so much. Lindsay does too. Like mm-hmm. it is just as productive as a day spent like hustling in front of my computer. It is just as productive to me, if not more so sometimes in like helping my, my body and like my mind and my creativity and everything like regulate and refresh. And I just, this taking a Sabbath is so, so important to a healthy life, especially healthy work-life balance. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We do something very similar to what Evie said. We wind down work on Friday if we do work on Friday and around like five-ish, we'll start cleaning up the house and then 5 p.m. or like after that, we'll have dinner as a family. Um, and that's really like it, it, we're trying to make it something that is so... uh Cultivated as a family to be like the best day of the week. Um, or like the beginning of, like obviously, Saturday is our Sabbath, but like that, that Friday dinner. Um, Jeremy Pryor talks a lot about this we, in his, uh, business family teams with Jeff Bethke. Um, so I would definitely recommend get, like, checking them out because this is where we kind of learned this concept from them. But like having Friday night be like the start of Sabbath and it's like a kickoff and it's like, to really enrich your family culture, it's like, hey, we make this Friday night, like, special. Like, even if we have dinner every night of the week together, like, what can we do on Friday nights that makes it special? That's the start of Sabbath. Like, light a candle or, like, say a prayer as a family or, like, go around and ask, like, hey, what was your favorite part of the week? And really trying to enrich the experience of that. And then, like I said, the pleasure stacking on Saturday of just, like, I think Sabbath and days off are are different. Like days off could just be, oh, I'm not doing the work that like I do for an employer, even if that's myself. Um, But like a day off, you could still like grocery shop or meal plan or pay a Mm -hmm. bill. But Sabbath is that pleasure stacking of like thinking of things that are restful and worshiping to the Lord. And a couple of books that I think definitely lean towards this and share a lot more than we have time to are to hell with the hustle and take back your family from both of those are from Jeff Becky and then the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. All of those books are very, very, very good. And they're not all specifically about Sabbath, but all of them talk about Sabbath specifically. And I cannot recommend all those books enough. They're incredible.
0: All right. So let's recap really quick. So the first life hack that just we implement to become better versions of ourselves that changes our lives. Putting Jesus first. Second, work out or move your body in some capacity every day. Number three is limit screen time. Number four is eating healthy. Number five is community and friends. And number six is taking a Sabbath. So I hope this was an insight into some of the things that we have really take an effort to implement in our own lives that we have found created such fruit and brought so much life and joy and peace and productivity and success to, you know, our businesses, to our personal lives, to our marriages, to our family that just mean a lot to us that we wanted to share with you. And again, we are not perfect with any of these things. We are not these saints. We are not claiming that we do all of these flawlessly, that there's never seasons of, you know, falling off the workout bandwagon or, you know, eating a pack of Oreos, <clears throat> me last night. Anyways, not, <laughs> not saying that we are perfect, but these are things that we strive for and are working towards and continue to prioritize in our lives amen. I keep saying amen, but amen. Um, (laughs) If you
1: like this episode, please share it online, tag us in your stories and let us know if you want us to dive into any of these specific topics even more, or if you just like more lifestyle episodes like this. And we love you guys and we will see you on the next episode.